You are listening to Angsty Book Society. I'm Corey. This is Kirsty. And I am Erin. Hello again. Well, thank you for coming back if you've returned. And if this is your first time listening with us, then welcome. And thank you for checking out our uh, our podcast here. This is the Angsty Book Society, where our mission is to... I don't know. You read, have it written down. Read books and share our emotions. Yeah. About they them. make us feel lots of feelings. Read books and feel things. Um, we are smelling tonight an orange and clove candle. Ooh. Soy candle, you know. Keeping Gotta it represent, soy. you know. And then uh, we, we're drinking coffee. It's Dunkin's and, you know, with a little vegan almond milk creamer. Um, we do have some, some news. We got uh, new microphones. Yeah. Ooh, and so, a mixer. Yeah. So, that so we, can we can do, all have our it. own. Uh, no, no, no. I can't. I can't. Just um, do it. I know you want to. And we can, we can pop our P's and this our S's. Um, Shout yeah, so we got some new microphones and a mixer and things. So uh, let us know what you think of the sound. We're doing our best if it's here. it's any better. Yeah, we're not audio engineers, but we're uh, trying to make things nice for you. I took one audio class. I like to think I'm an engineer, but I am not. You are. You are. You are to us. Thank You're you. our engineer. Thank you. It's <laughs> our sound engineer, Aaron. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Congratulations on the promotion, Aaron. How does it feel? Um, it came like suddenly. <laughs> Still processing how my I feel about it. There's no pay raise, but <laughs> we I appreciate you. You get paid the same peas. amount as before, which was nothing. That's all right. So we just continue to make nothing. We need to announce um, a new thing we're doing because oh, right. the book of the cast, everybody voted on our poll for a Court of Thorn and Roses, and we are so glad you did because it just took us down a deep, deep hole. Um, none of us stopped at the first book. We all just kept reading until the entire series was done, minus Corey, because she's still finishing. A 200 pages. And Starlight, but she'll get there. Don't worry about it. I'm um, on my way, guys, I promise. So we decided to do mini-sodes about just um, series for called booklets. So for second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth books, we'll just have these little mini-sodes where we'll talk about them and get a little bit more emotional so we can continue. Yes. We decided they didn't need their own book of the cast because we don't need to reintroduce most of the characters every time, just new ones, and then go on our tangent level five spoiler shit. But hopefully that will mean more podcast content for you guys. So, you know, you'll have a, a full book of the cast and then subsequent, depending on like how excited we are about a series, like this one in particular, we were very, very much excited about. Um, but we'll have subsequent booklets to kind of follow up the original book of the cast should yes. you feel so inclined to continue reading at that time. So that's kind of our plan. Let us know what you think. So, again, to reiterate, we have read A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Matt. Uh, the Goodreads review for A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is the first book in a series of the same title, is uh, rated... At a 4.27 with 297,639 ratings. Wow. Uh, A lot of people have a lot of good feelings about this book. But also a lot of, like, kind of rough reviews for this one, too. But um, I think we all felt We're not going to talk about them. Yeah. I think we all... one stars for later. Yeah. (laughs) I 
think we all felt pretty positively about this book. I personally rated it a five out of five mm. on Goodreads. We're all feeling pretty good about this, but you may not know what this book is. So, I mean, you probably do. You. Well, but almost 300,000 reviewers. I didn't even know what it was until you told me to read yeah, it. That's true. I, that's true. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know. How the hell did we hear about oh, this book? Yes. Corey, how about you go first? Because this is another book that, again, you brought to our attention, Whoops. apart from our viewers, just like Heartless. Um, so I saw a friend's tweet on Twitter, and I forget exactly what she tweeted, but it was my friend Jane, and she tweeted something about, oh my god, this book I'm reading, I need to go to sleep, but I can't stop reading it. She's a teacher, so she gets up at like four in the morning or something, and so I knew it had to be good if my teacher friend is up at 2.30 in the morning tweeting about it on Twitter, so I asked her what it was. I was sobbing over Heartless, and she said, well, if you need something to kind of make you feel better it's a little more uplifting kind of you need to start this one that's it okay yeah Corey was pretty casual about it like she didn't let on like how life-changing it was but um I know I read it first because we were still I started reading it before people voted on the polls because it was the first book I got from the library um so I just decided to start that anyways regardless of the poll and then I was like oh why didn't Corey let on this was going to <laughs> change my life set my my blood aflame I feel All like right. sometimes if you push too hard then it's harder to get someone you pushed me to read listen to heartless I knew you yeah. were gonna love heartless I was like this is Aaron like right all over <laughs> but with uh, you know a court of thorns and roses a very different kind of story and the content's very different, and I just, like, you don't want to push too hard with some things when you really love them, because you're like, I don't want people to not want to do it, because I'm saying do it. And Thank us. you for trusting me, by oh, the yeah. way. So far, you've had Thank you. fabulous taste, so. Right, we'll see. To us, three. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us only. <laughs> only us three. Okay. Um, so, if you don't, I mean, if go, going back to what we were about to say <laughs> if you have never heard of a court of thorns and roses or you just want a, a short a little reminder a little synopsis of it um it is a beauty and the beast retelling with fey inspired twist a little love and a little danger a little love and a little danger. danger if you like love and danger fairies and beauties and beasts then this book is for you and us yes and us um, well, Feyre is kind of your, she's your main character. The book is told in the first person. Um, she's kind of your run-of-the-mill, you know, YA heroine character. She's, you know, kind of pretty, but not really. Um, she's, you know, she's strong and independent and, uh, you know, surrounded by people who are... Shit. Yeah, kind of shit. Running her down. Um, yeah, running her down. So when we meet Feyre, she's... Living with her dad, who has a, a bad leg, and her two evil sisters. Or, they're not really evil. But they... They give me some Cinderella vibes, though. They're like brats. They're bitches. Yeah. So, we follow Farah around. Um, she's got her two sisters, Nesta and Elaine. Nesta is kind of like... Um, Stubborn. Yeah. And very to herself. But protective of Elaine. Who is... Only Elaine. Only yes. Elaine. 
the the youngest sister. No one gives a shit about her. Yeah. Nesta acts like she birthed Elaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Feyre got adopted in. <laughs> it's probably because Elaine looks just like their mom. Yeah. So, Nesta's got some weird thing thing going on there. Um. So, yeah, then we meet the the Fey people. Karen, do you want to take it away, Adam? Um, Tamlan. Well, we meet Tamlan, who is, you know, like the beast character in the story. And he is a high lord, which means he's like cool and has powers and stuff and rules over a court of very fey people, creatures, magical beings, immortals, if you will. His BFF, Lucian. Wow, I said that so weird. <laughs> Say it again. Lucian. Say it with an accent. That's how I normally... Lucian. Lucian. <laughs> no, look at my notes. I, I put he's moody. <laughs> he is kind of moody. He's, he's kind of moody. He, um, you can't tell if he likes Farah or not. You can't tell if he really likes anybody. Or anyone. Yeah. yeah. He um, is not from Tamlin's court. He is an outcast from his family's court. So he's just kind of like misplaced into Tamlin's life and the BFF bros. Um, and we also meet in that court, we meet Alice. Al- I loved Alice. She is a sweet little outspoken, opinionated little fairy lady who helps Sarah and yeah, befriends her. Caregiver yeah. character. She's like her yeah, she's first. She's like a servant kind of person yeah. that works at the estate. And then we have um, some of the more villainous characters. Amarantha being our main villain. Um, we'll kind of get into her later. I don't want to give her up too much. Yeah, but she's an evil queen, um, basically. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. She'd be the evil queen in Snow White. Yes. That's how I imagine yes. her, but with red hair yeah so, wicked witch evil queen yeah, all that maleficent kind yeah. of like um, but more more psychotic why she gonna yeah. have red hair is what i want to know erin um, <laughs> <laughs> has red hair if you yeah. were wondering and then uh rezand um which comes off a little a little spooky but He's definitely feels like this morally gray character yes in this book yeah, he's kind of creepy. He does some things that are kind of scary, but he's Just some intriguing. Bad boy vibes. Yeah, yeah. We are all very drawn to bad boy vibes. Can't tell yes. by what we're saying, <laughs> but um, he kind of like works not totally like in. He's not like in collusion with Amarantha, but he's definitely like part of the court in some way. Um, so yeah, so there's kind of your cast of characters. Oh, and Andres. Oh, and Andras. Oh, yes, don't forget him. So Andras is a fake character that we lost too soon. Um, much too soon. Much too soon. In the first so the soon. first <laughs> chapter of the book, I think. Yeah, um, pretty close. I don't know if it's, it's supposed to be Andreas or Andras or Andreas. I think the audiobook, Andres. I think she pronounced it Andres or Andras, Andras or something like that. We'll but use it. Yeah, we'll, we, we have to talk about him like two times in this whole there, book. So there is of all of the pronunciation guide things in the back of the book. There's a p- pronunciation guide. His name's not in there, so He's sorry. Minor character, but set this whole thing, the whole book, into play. So he, yeah. he is the domino. I kind of was mad that they didn't bring him up more, but whatever. And then um, last for dad. 
Oh yeah, we the didn't say anything about dad. If anybody knows his name, please let us know. We I could cannot. only find that he was Mr. Archeron. Yeah, so that's pretty much everybody in the book that's important of note. If we've left someone off that you really loved and you're upset, I'm sorry, we don't care. <laughs> Just send us another email at the club at gmail.com. Subject, you upset me. <laughs> Please rate how upset you are in the subject so we and can decide if we want to open it or not. Yes. <laughs> one to five. Please. Yes. Yeah, we want one and five, one through five, so don't give us the one to tens or like out of a hundred. <laughs> one through five keeps it simple and uh, we can we can get through those a little faster. So Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Level five emotions and spoilers. Level five spoilers. Here they come. Here they come. So if you have not read Court of Thorns and Roses, one, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Pause it um, and come back later. Yeah, uh, if you haven't come read back in the a book day when you finish it, <laughs> or yeah, you haven't finished it yet, uh, hit that stop button. Go get yourself a cup of coffee and burn yourself an orange clove candle. Finish the book and then come back to us because we'd love to have you. But these are level five spoilers. Don't get upset with us if you get upset. It's not our fault. Anyways, <laughs> this book begins with. Feyre just killing an innocent wolf. She was starving. Some Hunger Games vibes. Yes. I was ready to stop listening to the book because I was listening to it. This was before I decided to binge and start reading 9,000 books. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I was like, why is it describing how gory she is murdering this poor animal? Like, I was ready to stop. I was like, (laughs) what did Corey tell me to read? Like, this is disgusting and not what I like. It's <laughs> very graphic. I was pissed that, like, like I, she was starving. That's fine. Whatever. She needs to kill a wolf. But I was pissed that, one, she killed the wolf, and she felt bad about it. It kept looking at her. And then once it died, then she killed the deer. She decided, like, oh, I can't carry both of these. So she just... Takes the deer and skins the fucking wolf. Doesn't ask anybody to come help get it later. Not like they would. They wouldn't help her. Well, she's deep in the woods. They wouldn't help her. She normally would be. She's a survivor, so she looked at it and was like, "What am I gonna get the most money for? No one probably wants to eat wolf." I mean, I don't. I mean, they're. Starving. I don't know. I they are they starving, should. but they'd rather eat the deer. And then she knew she could get money at least yeah. for the pelt. So I was like, why don't you just drag that big ass wolf home, and, and then you have make all a the raft meat. or something. But I don't then know. she'd be like a just cannibal, trees. I guess. Very <laughs> either. Oh, right, so he's not really a wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe Sarah J. Mass just didn't want to like delve into the world. Right. What would like, that happen if you ate a fairy? Maybe I she don't want to know. That. She's like, never mind. Never mind. She <laughs> takes the deer and skins she the wolf. Del- she deletes that whole chapter. <laughs> never mind. She types. Never mind. Then. <laughs> so if yeah. you read the first edition draft of the book. Sarah J. Mass is a whole thing where, like, Farrah goes through this experience of imagining herself eating this fey wolf's flesh. <laughs> and at the end, she just says, never mind. Never mind. It's a fever dream. <laughs> and her editor is just like, no, Sarah. It's a fever dream and there's darkness around here foreshadowing the future. 
Anyways. Anyways. So the killing of the wolf ends up being the thing that like sets off everything. So Farrah takes her shit back home and leaves the wolf's skint body behind (laughs) in the forest. And she takes it to her rude ass family. Yeah. Who just want to buy some fucking boots. And all she can think about is like. When she sells this, all her sisters or, or her two sisters all are going to sisters. all of them. They're gonna they're just gonna be like eyeballing the money and wanting to buy stupid shit with it. Yes, I think it was Elaine. But who then was she's like, like, "Oh, but so and so needs a new cloak." Yeah, I think yeah. Nesta was complaining about a cloak, and Elaine is complaining about shoes. Um, so like, Ferris family used to be like wealthy, and now her dad hurt his leg, and now they're not. So. All those fancy markings, those expensive fancy markings, absolutely do not come in handy when one night, or I guess the night after she kills the wolf and sells Mm -hmm. the pelt at the market, boom, through the door comes this giant Tamalamalamlin. Tamalamalamlin, all angry and scary and beast-like. And all yellow with his horns. (laughs) I I pictured him as a yellow, like, orb. I imagine him <laughs> as a Webster's. Uh, <laughs> the Gorlock. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't live in the St. Louis area, <laughs> please go to your computer and Google Gorlock. Um, Webster University that is mascot. <laughs> what Percy is describing Taylor looks like. Um, <laughs> it's perfect. Personally, I did not imagine Tamlin as a Gorlock. No, that's all I see. That's yep. That's it from now on. So warning. You're welcome. <laughs> so Tamlin comes through and he tells Feyre, "You have two options. I'll kill you right here in, in front, front of your family, <laughs> or you come with me." And you live your life out in Parisian. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would that be all right? That so doesn't sound like a good trade. You're not going to let me live? That's weird. And not as a prisoner. So there's all these fucking questions you have from the get-go. And yeah, he also did not believe that it was her. He's like, what do you mean you, yeah. tiny girl? He's kind of condescending about it. Yeah. He doesn't think He's that like, well, it's not the crippled man, So, but I can't believe it's this tiny girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not those girls. Because they look like bitches. I can tell that one wants a new cloak. They're over there thinking about their shoes. Not uh, that many. So, so Tamlin takes Fair away into Perithian, which you find out is like the fairyland beyond the wall. And puts it on her horse and. Yeah, they're off they go. And so Fair the whole time is planning, like, I'm going to kill this bitch and I'm going to go home. Is like her original plan. Um, she keeps grabbing for knives and random things she finds in the house, which I thought was. <laughs> really funny because it was always like butter knives and things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that's going to kill these immortal beings. And they know. They know the whole time that she's hoarding like. And they're just letting yeah. her freaking do it. <laughs> like, whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> well, and the whole time he's like lying to her about he can't, she can't do certain things or she'll break the treaty. And turn out that's a fucking lie. Yeah. yeah. And they're talking about this blight that's t- made them wear these masks yes there's like a history where like they all have they were having a big masquerade party and everyone was wearing like animal masks and stuff and somehow there's this blight and they've all been cursed where their masks won't come off their faces and their magic is drained and all the stuff when Feyre first comes to the spring court with Tamlin um she meets Lucian 
Lucian. 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 And then as Tamlin changes back into a beautiful blonde-haired man um, that does not look like a Gorlock. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like uh, the Beast in Beauty and the, the Beast, beast but, with but as the man. with a beautiful mask on. And then uh, what's his mask? Is it just like a beautiful man like mask? It's a gold shiny mask so is what I thought. not an animal. I and then pictured it as um the Phantom op- of the Opera yeah. mask. Oh. So like like really dramatic. But it's supposed to only cover the top half of his face, but that's yeah. what I thought about so until she described okay. that she could only see his mouth. Yeah, and then she meets Lucian, who is wearing a fox mask, and she's like, why the fuck are these people wearing masks? He's like, ah, kill her! Ah. She's like, are they just having a party? Yeah. And they picked me up, like, halfway <laughs> through this party. Yeah. <laughs> but turns out, the whole blight thing, so. Yeah, but they're cursed does that way. tell her, does Lucian, Lucian? He, her, her Alice. Alice. Okay. Yeah, so that's like way later in the book. So I almost DNF'd this book because there were so many things that didn't make sense. It was pissing me off. Why is so at the one point in the story you find out Tamlin is like set her family up to where they're super comfortable and they're making money again and he's given her dad mm-hmm. like a ship or something. Okay, so her dad lost a ship and that's why they came in to bash his knee up. Yes. And then that ship magically reappears. Right. So he's Tamlin. Tamlin gives her dad a ship. Her sisters magically have cloaks and shoes. Like <laughs> gives him any of money, gives him a new wanted. house, all this stuff. So it's like why is why are you giving Farah all this stuff if she's in Perithian as you're like not prisoner? To serve out this, like, life sentence for killing a friend. But also Nothing. not a maid. Right. Not a maid. She, yeah. she doesn't have to do anything. She has no chores. They keep telling her she can leave, but she'll die out there. Which, I mean, <laughs> is true. You meet a lot of, yeah. like, scary monsters. But, like, nothing made sense. So, like, halfway through this book, I was ready to just put her down. Um, but it gets so good. And right. I'm so glad I kept going. And the whole time, well, the first half, really, Lucian's, like, all mad at her, hates her for killing his friend. But they don't really, okay, so the wolf she killed. He was the only person that made sense, right. that's why I liked him so, so much. So the wolf turned out to be a fairy. Which, in the beginning, when she's debating killing that damn thing, she's like, could it be a fairy? Like, I don't know. I don't think it's fairy. It Even though it's staring me <laughs> in the eye directly and not attacking me like an animal would, I'm just going to shoot it anyways. Like, And it just let. He just let her kill him. Lucian's like all mad, and Tamlin's like, ah, but it's like all right. You can have some painting supplies and do whatever you just want. Just like paint some pictures. You just sorry yet, but it's cool. Yeah, it's like maybe eventually you'll say sorry. Farah's like, I don't know how I want to feel. I don't want to like these people, but they're so beautiful. Lucian is the only like. Oh no, yeah, one absolutely. who he is actually upset about their friend that Being got dead. murdered by her. Mm-hmm. Tamlin um, seems like. Maybe he's a sociopath. Um, yeah, and Farah just keeps trying to get, like, information from Lucian and, like, avoiding Tamlin. Oh, and so Luci- Lucian kind of, like, sends Farah off to to get, get killed. Get murdered. Get killed, yeah. Uh, so Farah goes out into the woods um, by Luce- Lucian's advice to go catch this mythical creature called a surreal. Um, and Lucian's like, Haha, uh-huh, bitch. I'll be right here if you need me. Go get a JK. chicken from the kitchen and no one will notice. <laughs> no And one. then go find a body of water. Set up one of your shitty traps that you put inside of your bedroom. And then take your butter knife with you, girl. You'll be just fine. <laughs> 
I'll wait for you. I'll be nearby. Ten miles away. <laughs> you, I'll be nearby if I'll you scream. I'll come stand by the house. That's as far as I go, though. Even if you scream, I might pause and think about it a little too long, and then someone else <laughs> will come and save southern me. draws from... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, do they have southern Lushy. draws in the autumn court? I've just decided they did. Ooh, that's it. Like I like that because like they kind of don't talk about languages, but right. I like the idea of them having accents. They have to have regional dialects. Yeah, you know, like maybe in the winter court they all have like transatlantic accents. Yeah. So Calumet May is the creepiest festival <laughs> ever to be invented, maybe ever. Sorry, Sarah J. Mass. Uh, something that happens. It's like a big bonfire. I think Calumet May like means bonfire or something like that, like uh, the root word or something. But so it's like one night, and the High Lord of the Spring Court is supposed to go and find himself a lady, um, and then they run off to a cave together, which is kind of weird. Blurs, filthy. yeah, just kind of blurs the line. Kind of at this point that this is happening, there is like, do I like Tamlin? Do I hate Tamlin? Is he flirting with me? Is he not? Why am I not allowed to go to this festival? Do I want to flirt Why do I have to stay at the house? Because everyone's telling her, don't go anywhere near it. Stay yeah. at the house. And she kind of doesn't door. understand why. But then the music plays and stuff. And it's like luring her in. <laughs> so she goes outside. Because she doesn't listen. And she goes to Calumet. And she runs into this guy she describes as the most beautiful man she's ever seen. And she's like, oh, well, that's still kind of creepy. Like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yes. And so he interrupts. Three other Fae who are trying to, like, take advantage of Feyre yes. and, like, mm-hmm. kind of have their way with her. Um, and so he runs them off and they kind of, like, they're like, oh, no, it's, it's this guy. We better run. Yeah. And she's like, oh, why are they so afraid of him? I don't know. Well, she's like, I've been right. looking for you. And then she starts heading home, right? And then Lucian comes out of nowhere and is like, what are you doing here? She's like, I was hungry. <laughs> Lucian keeps saving her ass, like... <laughs> Even and though he, he hates lets her. these things happen to her, but he then does, he has yeah something in his mind tells him, "Yeah, I gotta go help her." It's almost like he wants her to kind of like learn a lesson, but he doesn't want her to die. I think him allowing her to like do her own thing and then like save her in the last moment, like has made her a better person, and I think him a better person. <laughs> it's the only yes. like realistic relationship. In the books thus far. Yeah. Because he kind of, like, at the end of the book, you kind of learn, like, he's got a reason why he can't just let her die. As much as he maybe wants her to. Yeah. Um, so, Farah comes back from Cal and May. Now she she's gets her head into the kitchen because she's like, mm, all that putting myself in danger really makes me hungry. Fucking midnight. What so if they got any apples in here? So she's about to eat I don't remember. I think there was an apple. Was there not? That might have been in a different part of a different book. <laughs> so, Farah is walking. I think she's walking back to her bedroom, right? Minding her own damn business. Tamlin just like. Even though they told her to stay in her room. Yeah. yeah. Stay in your room and lock she your door. Left once. <laughs> and she fucked shit up. She's helping on getting herself in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tamlin, of course, shows up in the hallway and ends up biting her in this really weird it's very uh predator 
rapey kind of scene. Yes. Um, well, it doesn't that book. feel totally consensual. We haven't gotten to the Fifty Shades of Fairy yet. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting Fifty Shades, Shades of Fairy. <laughs> Sister. Um, but yeah, so it's this kind of like weird, like non. I I would personally say that it's like a non-consensual, because neither of them like. Tamlin is obviously like taken over by some kind of weird magic, and Feyre is human. She's not affected by Fey magic, so she is not feeling the same things. It's just kind of a weird little moment, but it is like the first gateway into like this relationship that Tamlin and Feyre begin to have. Yes. So already off to a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> But then some not nice the things happen, though, so it's not... Sort of relationship. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so that happens, and now she's all messed up in the head, like, oh my god, does he like me? He's a fairy, though, and I'm a human. I don't know. I hate fairies. What I want to happen. And so I the story can't. starts to progress a little bit more here, we finally start yeah. learning some shit. And he starts taking her out Yeah, lets her go into the gardens and see the, the roses the garden is really lovely yeah when he tells her about his parents and how they were mates and his father planted all of these beautiful roses for her um that like grow in the garden or whatever um yeah. so you like this is the first time you learn about like fairy mates and like how it's this love beyond love it's this like supernatural bond um when you have mates and then you have like just you can still marry whoever yeah. you want, but it doesn't matter if you mate with someone else. That's your mate. Yeah, it's like this supernatural Overrides bond that like everything. supersedes yeah every other relationship. So um, I guess you kind of like start to wonder like, could Farrah and Tamlin be mates? Are there people in the world who are mates? But wouldn't they immediately already know? And right. th- that like makes you wonder. It's like, would work? you know later, or do you know immediately? Because that's what. She wouldn't Anytime know because she's immortal, but yeah, a fairy might know, might array. Yeah. Right might, away. Might array. <laughs> so Tamlin and Farah start having more of a love relationship. Mm-hmm. There are some pretty steamy scenes in here. Kind of in this time, too, though, she starts overhearing conversations that Tamlin and Lucian are having down in the dining room so she's kind of questioning more things like why are they keeping secrets from me what the hell is up with this blight and everything yes who is the she they keep mentioning Mm -hmm. she gets much more curious yes Yes. and then there's a moment in um the dining room where Rizand comes in yes so this is where we meet officially meet Rizand he comes in and kind of is intimidating Telling Tamlin that his time's running out and he needs to come see Amarantha under the mountain, which is where she keeps um, her court of evil doing down there. And you're kind of like, what the hell is happening? And they decide that they don't want him to find out about Farah because he is evil mm-hmm. and he will probably torture her or kill her or something. So they hide her with a glamour. With a glamour. A glamour. But he ends up knowing she's there the whole time. Because mm-hmm. he smells her. He's like, oh, yeah, I met her By already. By the way. Yeah. In Calame. And girl, they didn't know that. I know she's here. Yeah. 
Reese can break into people's minds. He can control you or shatter you. Horrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. At this mm-hmm. point, you're like, holy shit, what is going to happen? He's going to kill me right here. I don't want anything to do with this guy at this point. Well, like, you're finally starting to warm up to this, like, relationship between Farah and Tamlin. And you're, like, kind of rooting for them at this point. And you're like, is this guy going to come and squish everyone's brains? Well, then he, like, tells all of her <laughs> darkest secrets about Tamlin yeah. out loud. Yes. And humiliates so her. So awkward. <laughs> <laughs> feel so humiliated and sad for her in that yes. moment. Um, oh my yeah. gosh. I forgot. Yeah. And then Lucian, he says all that sad stuff about his past and you're just like, oh no. Oh no, Please you learn about Lucian's past. <laughs> yeah, you learn a little bit more about him and his like, they all are friends, but they didn't yeah. want to tell each other their most intimate things and here you are just telling those friends all their most yes. intimate things. So, um, that happens, and he's like, give me your name. I have to give something to Amarantha. And she gives him an actual name. She's not smart enough to just make up a name. So she gives a name from someone in her, yeah, her neighbor, something like that. Feyre, she couldn't just be like, my name is Jill Smith, like a normal person. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had to say that her name was Claire Better. Yep. Claire Better. Um, and boy, nice girl down the street. Boy, is she gonna regret that? Yeah. Um, for and like when that happens, you don't really like think anything about it. You're just like, oh, like Faye just picked a name from someone who lives in town. Whatever. Sure. Great. I was already worried. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was not. I read that and I was like, oh no. I was not worried there yet. I was just <laughs> like, okay, whatever. You just ruined someone's life. Yeah. No, I was she not. Did. I did not wisen up to this until much later. So then um, after that, Reese finally leaves. And Tamlin and Lucian freak out. They go 100%. They were like, we need to get Sarah out of here. This, no, it's all wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And so they, they throw her up in a carriage and they get ready to send her off. Well, and not yet. Wait. Oh. After oh. the very, very first, very intimate moment. Sexual encounter. Is it the first sexual encounter? Yeah, it's he's like, I mean, they have, have their like little innocent, sweet kisses and stuff. And she's like, no, just let's not do that yet. Stop it. <laughs> I want you to touch me. I totally thought they were banging for like several chapters. No, it's <laughs> one fucking time she gets oh hung up on this God. dude. What did you not read? Very specific reasons. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so the first time they they do the dirty, so Reese shows up, and then Tamlin's like, "Got a banger." Yeah. Well, and then, but it's after Tamlin goes up into her bedroom in the middle of the night, and he's like, "You have to leave." And then they bang. I'm gonna put you in a carriage, and you have to go home. And she's like, "No, I don't want to go home. Like, I'm." Yeah. I'm the toughest bitch you've ever did meet. Well, she is pretty tough. She, she did kill a fairy. And she's like, what's the point of just sending me home? It's danger everywhere. I gave them that girl's name. And then 
they start messing around and he's like, are you okay with this? And then she's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> are you okay with this? And then she's like, fuck yeah. And then so we have an actual consensual yeah. banging scene. The claws come out. The panties come <laughs> off. <laughs> claws out. Panties off. They don't just come off. He like shreds all of her clothing. Yeah. yeah. He sh- fucking sheets, shreds everything. It and it just goes back to Kalame. Once again, you're like. But like both of them are aware this time yeah, that it's happening. They're both. They both said yes. Yeah, you're allowed yes. to be Sarah okay with it. Consensual, yes. yes. But puts her on the fucking carriage. Is like <laughs> she is clothed on the carriage, by she, the way. She, they put her in this hideous pink dress. <laughs> first of all, which I can't picture Feyre wearing a big pink dress yeah. willingly ever. No, but she does it for Tamlam. Tamalam. Tamalam. Yeah, so okay, that happens. Well, in and the then morning. he's like, I love you. And then oh, she's like, Oh, there's this really sad moment where she just can't she fucking just say it. She just looks at him and he says it twice and he says it one more time. And she first she's like, I just can't say it. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't say it. I just, for some reason, I, I can't do it. And then later she chalks it up to like, well, I don't want to pull him into my mess and, like, bring him down so I couldn't say it to him. I'm just a mere mortal. He's an immortal yeah. fairy. You'll, I'll just bring him more trouble. And then. Yeah. So Farrah starts to kind of, like, diminish herself in, like, comparison to him, which is, like, never Because a good of these thing. feelings that she knows she has, but she cannot explain why she can't say so. she loved him. Right. So everyone is, I mean, everyone is sad at this point. Farrah is at home. All she can think about is going back to Prethian. And everyone's just like, what are you doing here? This man you love is, like, going to die. The whole world is going to die from this blight. It's Because they said this blight is going to spread from the uh, fairy lands to the human lands any day. And they're like, why are you here when you could go and help them? And she's like, why would I help? I'm just a mere mortal. What the hell am I going to exactly. do? Exactly. And her family's like, just like... Yeah, you could just leave. And they're like, but we just don't need you. Which the seems thing. wild. I mean, like, I know her sisters were selfish <laughs> in the beginning of the book, but it's kind of weird that the two older sisters are telling their younger sister to, like, basically, like, no, go ahead. Like, go, go save all of us. Oh, yeah, you lied about all this, and he, like, fake, like, took you for this treaty that he made up parts <laughs> of and then yeah, it's very you come back all rich and nobody's suspicious about it and you're like yeah we want to keep living our rich life so go save him because yeah. otherwise like we may not be rich anymore. yeah <laughs> we're like just go so. is that the motivation i'm not totally sure but Nessa, it's elaine's yeah. motivation yeah nessa and elaine don't seem like super great nessa for some influences. reason just has it out for her so they make this weird like to do and I think like Nesta went to try to find um Feyre because she remembered that um she wasn't they did not have an aunt yeah they didn't have an aunt and <laughs> Nesta wasn't glamored so Mom she knew she got child. stolen by that big yellow gorlock that came into their house <laughs> that one night so she tries to go find a hole in a wall and she can't um but they bring that up, and I don't know if Nesta just went out of, like, spite to just, like, be like, haha, I wasn't right. glamored. Or if she, like, genuinely cared about Feyre, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, since you love him and stuff, like, that sounds fine, even though I hate fairies. 
But yeah, go find him. I don't care anymore. Like, yeah, it sounded like you had a great life over there. So just go. Just, just, just leave. Just, leave. just keep better if you just left. Keep the money coming. Um, so, so we can buy new cloaks and shoes. Then this dumbass goes back Feyre. by herself. Is Farah? is the dumbass. By herself through the forest, through Prithian, back to the spring court, back to the house. The house is trashed mm-hmm. at this point. And the only thing that Farah can find, or thing, only person Farah finds, is, is her BFF, Alice. Alice. I love Alice. Sidebar, Alice is I love the best. Alice, but she's Alice just fan club. always yelling at Farah and tell, <laughs> calling her a stupid girl. <laughs> Farah needs to get yelled at, And though. she pretty much finally here, finally, Alice starts to tell her things, what she can tell her. What? Pretty much, it's not a blight. It's a curse. Yes. She's not allowed mm-hmm. to say certain things because of this curse. She physically cannot say them, so she's explaining what she can. So or it's a curse that Amarantha put on Tamlin and his court because she wants to make Tamlin her little sex slave kind of thing. Weird. It's really weird because like she's bad. He's from pretty much like a nicer court, so it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. She just wants to ruin me. So Farrah's like, oh, I gotta go under the mountain. And <laughs> Alice is like, no, you stupid girl. This is a suicide mission, but While I'll tell you how to get there. Suicide mission. I'll take you halfway there. <laughs> I'll take you and then tell you not to go in that cave, I'll but you're gonna sure go you anyways. On the way over. So this is the moment of the book that like really recaptured me. Where Alice is explaining like all of this it stuff took this long. <laughs> well, I'm like pissed off this whole time because I'm like none of this shit makes sense. Yeah, Tamlin is mad at her because he killed her friend or she killed his friend, but he's you know helping her family and he's being all nice to her and giving her paint and like they're hooking up. None of this makes sense. I don't understand. Sweet beautiful things are happening and right. you're like I yeah. love him. I hate him. I love him. I don't understand the story anymore. Yeah, and you just feel super lost and you're like I don't understand anyone's motivation. And then Alice explains all of this stuff going on with Amarantha and the blight or the curse and how the curse can be broken if a mortal who is strong enough to kill a fairy falls falls in in love love with a fairy. With a fairy. Um, But hates fairies. Yes. So she has to have hate in her heart for fairies. So you have to like grow love from a place of hate. Yeah. And so everyone's like, "Oh, this is Feyre. This makes sense." Like specific. Feyre is the curse breaker, and she's the one who can come and save all of Feykind. And so this is the moment where I was like, "Everything starts to make sense again." Yeah. Finally. Um, because it's like compelling as watching Feyre and Tamlin's relationship develop over the first half of the book is and like it's a great time i still felt like what is going on doesn't make sense for these two people to be together doesn't make sense that these two people would want to be together like is there some kind of other magical force that's pushing them to be together is this relationship gonna take a turn and like someone else is gonna get involved i don't understand so this moment when alice starts telling the truth about what is actually going on in Prithian is when you're like, yes, take me there. Take me under the mountain. Take me under the mountain. Well, and I think they explained the rest of it under the mountain, too. Yeah. Um, the very specifics of it. But um, I am, like, I was happy when they kind of gave that up. It was kind of like, pick the ugliest girl and take her, make her pretty and take her to prom kind of deal that... <laughs> um, 
usually stories like that where it's conveniently like make her fall in love with you um the girl ends up getting angry and she's like it wasn't real and then um they kind of throw it all away but i was kind of happy that Feyre didn't like um i don't know drop everything and decide not to go ahead and save him yeah for her it doesn't become like a oh well then our love was not real it becomes like oh it was meant to be yeah it yeah and she kept that love and knew it was it was true so yeah at least and she knows she could save all of the fae people and everything it's not just just tamlin she's like i could save prithian yeah they didn't get stuck on that little detail and i really like that she was just like cool moving on let's save so then she goes through this creepy cave tunnel thing and ends up at under the the mountain and the atur so the atur takes pharah into the the prison right for amarantha or I guess she meets them in they like go to the, thor- the throne the room. The thor- yeah, yeah, the court the first. The and Tamlin's there next to her and totally like checked out. Won't even look yeah. at her. Shows no emotion. Barely alive. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely alive. Our golden boy is not so golden nope. anymore. Barely. Well, <laughs> and he's kind of he he's acting like he's in a trance where he doesn't even like look or notice so, Feyre. Yeah, and this is where. You see Claire's they been crisp. <laughs> they talk about the curse and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah's like, oh shit, does he, did he actually love me though? Or was this the whole thing to make me fall in love with him? Yeah, so this is where we start to see our first kind of like doubts. Yeah. Amarantha's all like, you stupid girl. All you had to say was, I love you back. And this would have never happened, blah, blah, blah. But she's a fucking liar. Like, oh, I could have just said it, but I didn't. I didn't say it. Should have said it in the carriage. But then they made a deal. And Sarah tried to be specific, but she wasn't specific enough. She's dumb. So Amarantha says you can either do these three trials that you have to pass, or at any time you can answer this riddle, and then Tamlin and you will be free, blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, okay, cool deal i'll do these trials meanwhile i can't read but i'll think about this riddle oh yeah she's super illiterate yeah so it's this when the adder attacks her here they beat the shit out of her yeah they beat her her and throw her in the dungeon and yeah so she's hiding there oh the worm and then the first trial she has to fight this worm everyone is like all the fey people are like yeah oh lucian comes and fixes her injuries from the adder beating yes, the shit out lucian of her yes lucian did something nice so he sneaks in helps her out fixes some of her injuries but not too much so it doesn't look too suspicious mm-hmm. and then the worm yeah and then the worm happens i loved the worm fight scene it was yeah. cool like fuck me up and she <laughs> was very smart but very brave thought she was going to die a couple times so everyone was betting on this when she was gonna die if she was gonna die a bunch of money all this stuff so she ends up defeating this worm she takes clever as fuck that part was so cool to me and this was the part where i was like okay here's some action like this is what i signed up for uh she like finds the worm lives in this pit in the middle of this like muddy maze that they're kind of like it's the battleground it's like feces the feces maze. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, 
I guess we're just call it what it is. Feces, mace. Uh, so like feces. All in her injuries. Yeah. I'm concerned for her. <laughs> Infection. Disease. The CDC over here. <laughs> it's don't, upset. Don't play in poop. So, Feyre goes oh, down into the worm's wormhole where he lives <laughs> and uh, notices that there's bones everywhere. And so she starts turning the bones and like breaking them and turning them upwards so that the sharp pointy ends stick out and then she builds herself like a little a ladder, ladder to climb Brilliant. out of the hole a bone ladder and then a fucking bone she uses herself as bait and uses like these bones to like swing herself around corners using her own inertia i mean it's yeah. incredible so not it's only physics. is she already have injuries she decides to slice open her fucking hand so she's got blood for this worm to smell and feces yeah. all in her and shit and open everything hand. yeah yeah, just brilliant. This was an exciting scene to read. Yeah, worm belly flops onto the sharp bones so and dies. Worm dies, she wins. Amarantha, one Amarantha's person wins pissed. all yeah. She decides, best part in the whole thing, when she, uh, Farrah throws the bone, just chucks it at yes. Amarantha. Yeah. Like in this like act of like just yeah. total... So then they ship her back to. So they don't clean her up, nothing. Not they just all. put her in prison. Like, and you're clean she's enough. like <laughs> dying from infection because she's in a bunch of shit and she has opened sores and wounds. And she's like, days go by. She's like, why hasn't is Lucian coming to help me point? yet? Yeah, her arm, yeah, her is, arm like is broken. Bone she's was showing. Yeah, and she's all she's bleeding, up still. all this stuff. So Farah's going to die yeah. at any minute. And she's like, why the hell hasn't Lucian come yet? Well, he got I in trouble for helping yeah. her before so she doesn't know how long it's gonna he's gonna take till he's able to come back water no food and that's when very person you don't think is gonna come in because you think that he is evil reese yes comes in and offers to help her he says because she won him a bunch of money that evening he was literally the only person that bet that she would win Mm. So recent bet on recent is the same Faye that we met the night of Callan Mai or Callan May who kind of broke up the the gang of Faye who are trying to take advantage of Feyre and um, told all her darkest secrets. Yes, um, yeah, and then showed up at the house. So immediately you're like, what is the what's the catch oh, here? We need to also. We did not say this. Yes. He is Amarantha's mm. little sex toy slut slave. Thing. Like, he's the yes. only one that kind of has a little bit of free, slight free reign under the mountain. And he is from the Night Court. He yes, is the which Night is Lord. the other one of the yeah. eviler courts. Which she modeled under the mountain after. Yes. Yes. So you. After the Court of Nightmares. You're like, uh, it's super, super scary. So, Feyre, being the very smart woman that she is, um, decides, you know, this first deal that I've cut with a with a Fey is going so well, let's make another one. Because Alice told her, like, three things. One of the things was never to make a deal with a Fey. And, and don't and die. Yeah, so she cuts a bargain yeah. with Reese um, that he will heal her wounds and clean her up. Or clean her up clean or something. Clean her up if... Uh, if, if she will... She has to come back to the night court. Yeah, and live with him for one week a month. Yeah. And they kind of, like, go back and forth on this. Negotiate, um, yeah. But so they finally arrive at one week a month. Mm-hmm. Feyre has to leave Tamlin and go to the night court and do God knows what. 
in the night court and that's the deal so Farrah yep. takes the bargain all of a sudden she's got this like tattoo that appears in her arm that symbolizes it's got an eye yes on her, on her, her hand. creepy eye yeah. on the palm um it looks at her sometimes she so looks back weird. at it um and so the bargain is sealed and then all of a sudden you have the oh i forget their names i feel bad the shadow the two girls oh i have it written down um they're like reasons um they're night court they're wraiths Nuala yes. and Sarah Dwin. Yeah, Nuala. So they come and they clean Farah up and they paint like more tattoos on her and um put her in this really like gauzy kind of scant scanty dress. I mean it's yeah. so essentially it the front it and covers the back, what it needs but to not cover the sides. And that's yeah. it. It's a, it's essentially lingerie. Yeah. yeah. Um and it's freezing. <laughs> And every night she is forced to go and be Reese's like little date that he parades her around in front of Tamlin and Amarantha, forces her to drink the fairy wine, which humans should not drink fairy wine. The other thing Alice told her about drinking the fairy wine. She loved it that one time and she loved to dance that one time. Now there's only bad memories. (laughs) Yeah, so Fairy is forced to attend these parties and she doesn't really remember them because she usually drinks a lot of fairy wine very very she early into the night. Hungover. <laughs> wakes up super hungover. Throws up all day. All day. Yeah. No water. Nothing. I don't know how she survived this. I was the worm. maybe he like put some water in the tail of that wine. Because <laughs> like, that's the time to feed her. Right. Like you get like one, like a double fist, like one glass He's of water. He's keeping her alive somehow. So you know. Yeah, so the trials are once a month, right? So she's got to be down here for three months. So this is the first month, and we're getting ready for the second trial to come up. The second trial, and this is the part where I realized, like, oh, like, she legit just can't read. Um, So the second trial (laughs) is she gets put into, like, a pit, and Lucian's on one side, or Lucian's on one side, chained to the floor, and then there's, like, a wall between them, Mm -hmm. and then... The ceiling is slowly coming down to crush them with spikes. With spikes. Don't right. forget spikes. Got to add those little accoutrements. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's three little uh, like levers on the wall. I don't remember what they said. There was a, like a... like. Um, Do we even know what they said? Yeah, yeah, it was a riddle, and then you had to pick the answer. It was a numbers riddle. Yeah, it, it was, was like, like how, how many... Some, is it like one... Like two or three or something yeah. like that um but pharaoh can't read so pharaoh's kind of like panicking at this point like we're gonna die because i can't is just like you should screaming at her <laughs> pleading yes, for his life <laughs> Which pick one you stupid girl at least let us die quickly <laughs> it's yeah. horrible to think about because He's chained to the floor. Like, you would think that... He can read. Best yeah. case scenario, he's Everyone knocked Everyone in that out. room can read except for her. And they're just like, why the hell is she not getting this? And then, um... But then she, like, feels... She, she like, feels like, it. Well, so she starts to touch the levers. And yes. It, like, physically start, hurts yeah. her That's when she is. reaches for the wrong levers. She realizes it's her hand that has the tattoo, like, the bargain tattoo that she made with Reese so she's like what the hell why can't I touch it with this hand so she tries another one and Mm -hmm. she does it again she takes her damn time 
not realizing that it doesn't hurt when you grab one lever. Why don't you just grab the one that doesn't just hurt? But no, let me test anyways, out the other. The let me test hurt. out the other two eight more times until the the spikes are literally inches from my brain. <laughs> so she finally pulls the lever. Thank God for this weird tattoo and its weird eyeball that's yeah. always watching her, because it ends up being the right lever and she wins and the second trial. Pissed again, and we're like this illiterate bitch somehow accidentally picked the right. And she's lever. still like, bro, are you ever gonna answer that riddle I brought up? Nah, you're too stupid. You yeah. don't know it. Go back to jail. So then we have another month. There's more fey wine. More sad music plays in her cell. <laughs> keeps her going. And then when was the part when she she um has to do like chores and she gets brought out to clean the floor? That was that was before Lucian. Lucian. Oh yeah, because she saved Lucian. Yeah, mom. yeah. So after this. She, they start letting her out to do like some stupid chores. Don't and they give her like a bucket of like filthy water? Yeah, she's yeah. supposed to clean the floors, and, and they give her water that gets dirt, dirty, and a brush that just keeps getting dirtier, and it just keeps making it worse. On these white and floors. yeah, she's supposed to scrub and clean until she gets it clean, but she can't because it's magically keeps getting dirty. So actually, Lucian's mom comes and is like. Thank you for saving my son, and gives like turns off the enchantment and gives her clean water and a brush, and then they're like, "Holy shit, how'd you do that?" Which thank God, because yeah. I don't even want to know what the punishment for not being able to clean white floors with a magically dirty like brush is. Yeah. So then they get all Cinderella on you, yeah. and she has to. They bring her to Reason's room. And she doesn't know that's whose room it is at first. It's just a uh, high lord, an evil high lord who's going to do bad things to her, pretty much is what she's told. If she does not clean all of the lentils out of the ashes in the fireplace. Which Cinderella just upon you. lentils all in the fireplace. And as she picks them up, they just keep appearing. It's just never-ending lentils. Until Mr. Reese walks in. He's like, what are you doing here? like i'll get rid of these <laughs> <laughs> don't worry He's about like, it i wonder why they thought i would torture you or something because i don't want to do that this is not what you expected We've got our bargain, to bargain, go and i would like to have you come to my court once a week after we survive this so i'm not gonna kill you now yeah because you think like oh reese has got some bigger plans of torture for later on in the night court yeah, like Oh, I didn't even know they brought you up here to clean all these lentils out of my fireplace. What are you fireplace. doing in my room? That's so Why funny. am I eating lentils in here? Oh, lentils. Yeah. I didn't think you'd come in here to clean my lentils. <laughs> what are you going to clean my <laughs> lentils for? Um, okay. Yeah. That. The third trial is the, the her nightmare one that she always has nightmares about. So, Well, um, is this before... I think before that there's one more party where... Oh, yes, there is. There's one more party where they get in a bunch of trouble because Tamlin, yeah. like, finally. Oh, yes, in the closet. Has a moment of, like, rebellion. That rebellion, where he, like, kind of decides he wants to try to do something about their situation. Um, no, he doesn't want to do anything about the situation. He just I'm wants to. So he does the smart thing. Get his. And, and he, then he takes Feyre into a off. closet and he tries to have sex with her. And it's that's what I would do if I had five seconds to run and escape from my life. It's like, you know, 
I could save you, but I'm quite frustrated. And she mentions, like, they don't say anything to each other. They just start, like, ferociously. Right, he doesn't even speak to her. Having at it. Yeah, and it's. (sighs) It's the most frustrating Mm. scene to read because this entire time, like, Feyre has been, like, busting her butt, trying to save not just him, not not just herself, but, like, the entire. Yes. Like, Faye and humankind. And Tamlin has already given up. Like, he's already decided that, that Amaranth is going to win and that he has this one final moment with Feyre that he, he thinks this is it and this is how he wants to use it. Like, he doesn't want to try to use it to, like, strategize for the next task or give her information that she otherwise wouldn't have about yeah. Amarantha. He just skips right to the world's ending. Everything sucks. Let's just, like... Let's stop trying. Right. Like... To me, that this scene was about like Tamlin kind of gives up, yeah, and yeah. doesn't think that I would agree, yeah, yeah, he doesn't think they're gonna make it. Th- basically, yeah, I don't think he thought Nobody that for a while, yeah, unless they thought like, uh, well, the, you won't win the third trial, even though I've seen you win two of them, and I don't believe in you. So, but Reese doesn't Reese kind of save the day? Yeah, Reese yes. walks in. He's like, "What the hell is wrong with you, Tamlin? Get out of here before she sees you." And then as soon as Tamlin walks, I think like he like starts to leave. Away. Yeah. And then Amarantha pops up and is like, oh, shit. So when he, he takes the marks off of Tamlin, too. So yeah, he, like, see. makes it so that she can't see anything that happened. And to cover up with it, Reese kisses Farah, which yeah. also just pisses Amarantha off because he's not supposed to be kissing anyone yeah. but her. Yeah, so Amarantha is upset because all of her playthings are not behaving. They're um, all bad playthings and Tamlin's <laughs> just watching I guess <laughs> we move on to the, the final task yes Yes. Um, so Amarantha she's at it again with her crazy crazy antics crazy. she's like so do you know this riddle Her's like nah I'm still stupid still don't know the answer to the riddle reading the book like I could just guess I've been what screaming this the answer from the second I read the yes. freaking riddle like, that is my like one like really harsh critique of this book other than the creepy scene at Callan May is this fucking riddle the riddle was very contrived but I kept reading it thinking like well maybe it looks like it should be this but it's actually something else I kept doing that too I was like oh maybe it's time maybe like, it's yeah it was power maybe it's even deeper right no it's no. it's love yeah. it's exactly I think that's what, what she was think. too I think she was thinking yeah. way too much about it and she couldn't be a simple answer and yeah. I mean she was also thinking of all the other 9,000 well, things she was dying for most of this wrong, time the whole thing's off right yeah yeah, okay. yeah. well yeah. and you know it's hard to imagine, I guess, if like from Feyre's perspective, like someone like Amarantha would give you a riddle where the answer is love. Yeah. Like, what does someone like Amarantha know about love? Yeah. Nothing, probably. So she still doesn't know the answer to the riddle, so she has to do the third trial, which um, they bring out three fae, little fairies, all with their heads covered so she doesn't know who they are. And there is this a pillow or wrecked a me. something. Yeah, there's like three daggers. Yeah, with three them. daggers. And they're like, if you hate fairies so much, kill them. You already killed one. Why don't you kill more? And Marantha is just toying with her and being the worst thing in the world. There's like three fairies versus like the entire world. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. And Farrah like 
tells herself, like, it's okay, I'll just get through this, then I can save them. And no. so Farrah kills the first fairy. She kills the first fairy. She's she is very upset about it. Already heartbroken about it. Pulls herself together. Kills the second fairy. Second fairy was more like, I'm ready to give my Yeah, that fairy was like, go for it. You got this, girl. And then they take off the mask of the last fairy. And who else would it be but our Tamalama Bing Bong? Tamalama Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so is Tamlin. Uh, Feyre's beloved Tamlin is the last fairy under the mask. She's like, I can't kill him. What am I going to do? So as she's standing there and everyone's like, do it. Tamlin's like, just kill me. She starts thinking about all of the things she heard around at the spring court. Things that, that Lucian told her. her to things that yeah. Alice said things while Alice she was leading her, her under the mountain. Because they can definitely hear her walking around. Yeah. Even though she thinks she's she very thinks quiet and yeah, stealthy. They, yeah. They're just letting her eavesdrop. And yes. I forget exactly what the line is. Something about his stone his heart. Yeah. Turned to st- she's turned his heart to stone. Like, something. oh, you wouldn't believe, like, I, I'll, I'll, it is the... Heart, yeah, like I know it's heart of heart, stone. Yeah, they keep joking about like, oh, you wouldn't like, you'd almost wouldn't think your heart was Made stone, stone or something. Yeah, something yeah, like all that. this stuff. Like, so Feyre, um, they just keep making jokes about it, and then there's one moment where Feyre's laying her head on his chest, and she mentions that she couldn't even hear his heartbeat. Yeah, she realized there was no heartbeat. But she was just like, oh, it's weird. Maybe it's like a Fey thing. And then mm-hmm. later she's like, oh my god. Yeah, Hold up, girl. Finally, puts everything together, and she finally heart is has a dang brain. She, you know, she got this riddle, and but she you know finally. That. This is also she realized that and the riddle at the same time. But you know, for a girl who can't read, hasn't had a drink of water, like a drop of water, in three months, almost died a handful of yeah. times. You know. She's doing pretty well. Yeah. So she decides to take take a risk with it. And so she kills Tamlin. Or th- well, yeah, or she, she stabs, stabs him. him in, she stabs him in thinking, the heart. Yeah, hoping that she's not killing him. Happens. Yes. Yeah. Like, she feels oh. the heart of stone. And she's like, oh, shit. I was fucking did right. it. And Amarantha's like, ha, ha, ha. Just kidding, bitch. Just kidding. And. <laughs> you, I'm not gonna let you guys go. Tamlin is free, or whatever, but the rest of you are not, or I don't remember exactly. We she didn't s- say like when. Yeah, to Sh- I'll l- won't let you. I'll tell you when you get to when you get to leave. They, they didn't agree bullshit. on when they got to leave. Yeah. 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 Well, she wasn't so then she she's wasn't, like, immediately. This is when she's thinking about it some more, and she's like, "Oh well, I also know the riddle. The answer to the riddle is love." love. Amarantha's like, you stupid bitch. And she's so mad. <laughs> she just walks over and breaks Farrah's goddamn neck. Well, she beats right the shit there. out of her a, a bit. And Farrah tries to fight. And then she breaks her yeah. in front of everybody. In front Rezan, of everyone. Like, so the, the kind of cool exterior. Reese thought they were going to get out of there. He thought he was going to, everyone was going to be fine. He so he attack her. He Amaranth thinks, yeah, he thinks, oh, my God, Farrah did it. Like, Tamlin has his powers some more back or something. Yeah. Reese feels that he has more of his power back. So he goes and he tries to kill Amarantha. 
in there. She's like, what? Yeah, and she throws him. And yeah, so Sarah's laying there, dying now. We're like watching her kind of like in this weird out-of-body experience while she's kind of dead. Yeah. She's like watching all the other fae, the high lords, try and defeat Amarantha. Yeah, and it doesn't really make sense. she's watching through somebody else's eyes watching her kind of pass away Tamlin rip Amarantha's throat out and then yeah so um, Amarantha gets murdered by Tamlin hell yeah yeah. thank you Tamlin thank you and then all these fey people are super honored by all of her sacrifices and all these high lords um each one of them yeah the seven high lords all come out and they um give a spark of their own power to her like on her body and that brings her back to life does not only bring her back to life she is brought back as a high fae like everyone else but she decides to pull on the thread though that she is still connected to to come back she could have decided to not yeah so she kind of is like given this choice not to she's like no but it's a really beautiful moment she feels the thread feels like home is at that end of the thread so she wants to like go my home, home Tamlin, the Spring Court. I want to go home, and she pulls on the thread and comes back to life. Boom! Oh my God! No one died except for Amarantha. Those two poor things. And Claire, guys. Oh, we on. forgot she about Claire. Fucking I better. I mentioned oh. that she Claire looked up and there was a crispy. Still a little toasty oh, girl. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. went over that. Those That's two Fey who who Feyre had to kill are still dead, but yes. Feyre has at least returned to us. Tamlin is still alive. Um. And Lucian is good. And Lu- then yeah. Lucian's brothers are were shitheads the yeah. whole time. Yeah, they fucking yeah. suck. So they were they were the ones who helped. They wanted Lucian to die. They wanted yeah. Farrah to die. They just sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and so we kind of get our happily ever after at the end. Yeah. it's really. Then nice. they also leave you on cliffhangers because that's what they like to do. So I mean, why would you come back? Everyone for the next is kind of. Getting everything together, all the courts are leaving to go back to their courts. But Tamlin and Lucian and Reese are kind of hanging out, kind of making sure everyone else is fine before they leave. Yes. Not really sure why they decided to be the ones to do it, but they do. And then for some reason, Pharaoh needs to go and find Reese. She doesn't know why, but something's telling her yes. she needs to go find him. So she does, so they can say goodbye. He says some like weird things to her and is like, Oh, can't wait to see you for my one week a month kind of thing. And then he <laughs> I remember texting Corey about this part because I was <laughs> like, Oh my god, what does this mean? Um this So mean? like he goes to fly away or vanish, whatever, and he all of a sudden looks surprised. Like he sees like a dead or like a ghost or something, and then he disappears. So Farrah's like, "What the fuck was that?" And that's to be continued <laughs> to a later date. Well, when she becomes a high fae, he does that too. Like he looks at her and he fucking just disappears, and then he comes yeah. back again. And then yeah, yeah. So he was just like, "Holy shit!" So then why something did he happened. Just like he went to go like kill Amarantha, and then Farrah comes back to life, and he opens his eyes way too wide and freaks out yeah. and disappears. Right, like, now, now you're scared. <laughs> what does it mean? He's like, what? Why does he keep doing this to me? <laughs> Why is he being so weird? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. S- and so then Tamlin and Lucian and Fair all go back to the spring court and 
they, you know, I think the end scene is like them, like kind of like coming over this happy hill. Yeah, and looking seeing down the happy spring uh, house, looking down at the house and all the roses and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everything's. You can hear the animals again. I think is what. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just a magical, nice little ending. Yeah, and they're all happy, yeah. but they, you know, you know, there's work to be done. They've got to rebuild their court. Mm-hmm. And their little kingdom, so we've got a lot to explore. Yeah, at the end of the story, it's a nice, satisfying ending. But we're like, all right, how are we going to clean things up? Yeah, what like are we going to do now that what's next? Amarantha is gone. Yeah, what about this Highburn and this Jurian guy? Where is his eyeball? Finally, um, Feyre and Tamlin get to be together. Right, it's like they're yeah. happy. Yeah, they're happy, and you're like, oh, poor Lucian. Like, I wanted them to be together, and then you're like, oh, Rizan was kind of. Sparking my interest, and then, yeah, then he just disappeared. <laughs> then he, like, <laughs> All of a sudden, he just like <laughs> he saw a ghost and left. And you're like, down. "All right, weirdo, bye, <laughs> <laughs> see ya." So yeah, yeah so yeah, that's how we feel about that. Yeah. Five stars. At the end of Court of Thorns and Roses, my heart felt so many things. Five stars. Five yeah. stars all around. Five stars. Adventure, love story, magic, danger. Um, All things in our first episode we described that we liked. Yeah. We needed in books. A little bit of whimsy. Just a little bit, but not um, too much. Yeah. Can I can I tell you my favorite quote of it? Yeah, yes. please, share. Yes, yes. It was when um, Feyre and Tamlin went to the field with um, oh, the beautiful field. And the I forget which holiday was it. Was it the Star, star Lord or was it? No. It was, um, some, it was like summer's solstice maybe maybe yeah i took her to that field with the dancing yeah when she danced all night yeah that was a fun party that was that that was was the time i really really liked tamlin um because it was just like such a sweet nice intimate moment and they just like hung out and danced all night yeah it was very sweet but um yeah she says um or she thinks I was as unburdened as a piece of dandelion fluff, and he was the wind that stirred me about the world. Aww. Oh, that's so, so romantic. Nice. Yeah, it was just nice because she was, it was just that moment where, you know, she'd been living such a, like, stressful, unhappy life taking care of her family, um, which, I mean, she wanted to do, but she never got a break and finally... Tamlin gave her the break and like an easy life that she deserved I think and it was very sweet and she finally found like some common happiness in her life so oh yeah that absolutely. was that moment I was like oh finally like she gets something out of all of this uh this book I like really just like made me excited about reading again um it did I was glad that there was like a series yeah, it's like, oh, I there's three more books after this? Yeah. Once I finished this one, I immediately jumped into the uh, next one. Our next book of the cast is going to be Six of Crows, um, another book that has lit my soul on fire um, by our beloved Lee Bardugo. Um, and it's, I don't know, a magical heist that takes place in... A Russian-inspired universe. Yes. And the reason we decided not to do a poll for this one is because this was pretty much second runner-up for um, to do for this cast. 
but Corey is getting married, so. Yes. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to have some books lined up for the next two podcasts. That way we can make sure with my wedding coming up and everything. Yeah. Because, w- I mean, both of you guys are in my wedding. So mm-hmm. yeah. we kind of need to be on the same page. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is the same page. Same page. Oh. Um, but yeah, Six of Crows. You've probably read it. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's amazing. And we can't wait to talk about it with you guys. When you read it, email us your thoughts so that we can also talk about it. At and the Angsty Book Club at gmail. At gmail. At gmail.com. With Six of Crows review. Yeah. And as feelings. Your subject. <laughs> as your subject. Yes. And a rating out of five stars. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. This has been another episode of Angsty Book Society. Thank you for listening and happy reading. God bless. (laughs) Bless you. Bless you. (laughs) Good night. Hey, this is Corey, Kirsty, and Aaron from the Angsty Book Society. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angsty Book Society and on Twitter at Angsty Book Club to make sure you're keeping up with whatever the latest book of the month is. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.